You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Techland Podcast, starring David, my dad, and me, Brooke. Tech Fan Podcast 102. I am Tim Robertson. I know you're used to hearing David Cohen with me, and that's not the case this time. Why? Well, David is uh, on Christmas vacation, but he did record a little less than a half hour segment to uh, include in this episode, and I'll put that in uh, when I'm done here. And I don't know how long I'm going to go, but I do have a special guest with me. Now, there's some uh, precedents for this. Uh, way back in the days when I was doing the MyMac podcast, I did a show in December 2005 with uh, two of my daughters, Rachel and Brittany. Um, boy, let me see. That was, I guess they were both nine years old at the time. I think Rachel might have been 10 and, and Brittany was almost 10. But that's that's a long time ago. And I thought it was fun. One of the things I would want to have done differently looking back is to get both of them more involved in the podcast occasionally. I really like them coming on the show. Um, they were a little nervous at first, but they warmed up to it because they stopped thinking about who was listening and you know uh, that sort of thing, that something was recording their voice. And they just really were talking to me, and, and I, that's really the key. So I'm going to uh, restart that tradition. And the funny thing is David Cohen was going to record a segment with his son, Alexander, for this episode. And I had exactly the same thought. Well, I wasn't going to record a segment with his son because they're in England and I'm in the United States. But I did want to, and I actually told her about this a couple days ago, I did want to bring in my daughter, Brooke. And uh, she's here with me today. Hello, Brooke. Hi. So, are you nervous to, to be recording, or does it feel like it's just you and me talking? Just you and me talking. Yeah. So, how old are you? Nine. Nine? Okay. You don't like technology stuff, do you? No, I do. <laughs> no, you do? Or yes, you do? Yes, I do. Yes, you do? What's your favorite thing when it comes to technology? What's What's the one thing you like more than the rest? Is it video games? Is it iPads? Is it, what is the, what's technology to you? What do you like a lot? Video games. Yeah? Which video games do you like? Um, Jet Set Radio, Radio Future. Yeah? how many? Mm-hmm. You've, you haven't played that a whole lot, though, have you? No. Now, you've got we've got it on the old Xbox, and that's pretty easy to play on there. We've also got it on that Vita, the PS Vita. Do you like it on the Vita, or is it harder? or? It's harder. What's harder about it? Well, on the Xbox, it like starts out easy. And that game has already been started, and on the Vita, it just starts out very hard. Yeah. Do you like it, though? Yeah. What other video games do you like? Now, like, just some stuff on the computer that you play on online. What are those? Like, Roblox and stuff. What is Roadblox? It's a game where you're a black person, and you can buy... Block. St- yeah. Okay. Go on. And you can buy stuff for yourself, and you can go into games with other people... And you can talk about stuff. Who do you talk to? Other kids? Yeah. Yeah? And you can make friends with people. Is there kids in your class that you play this with? Uh, last year there was. His name is Brandon Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And he plays Roblox. So Brandon plays Roblox, but you don't play it with him anymore, or he doesn't play it anymore? We don't play it with each other anymore because, um... Go ahead. You're, um computer yeah my computer doesn't like roadblocks yeah every time you play roadblocks my computer starts running really really hot and the fans kick on and it's mm, does that so you say you say dad can i play roadblocks and i say no <laughs> do you miss it though yeah yeah well hopefully i'll get a new hard drive in this machine soon and you can play it again right Mm-hmm. or we'll just put a big fan underneath it to keep it cool <laughs> 
So what else did you play? You used to play Penguin games. What was that? Club Penguin? Mm-hmm. Did you like that? Yeah. Why did you stop playing that? Well, I forgot my username. Well, not my username, but there was a certain letter in my username that I com- completely forgot. It was either I or O, I think, and I have no idea what my password is anymore. So you just forgot and can't get yeah. on anymore. Yep. Now, a lot of parents are always concerned about letting their kids get on computers because, well, you've been to school. You know that there are some not nice people out there. And when you're on the computer, you can't tell who it is you're talking to or, or chatting with or playing a game with. Have you ever had anybody say mean things to you? Yeah, I've had it a lot. Once there was a person that has had special powers that nobody else could use. In roadblocks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just kept on killing me, and his friend kept on saying, Kill Spike Buster, because Spike Buster was my username. So that's a mean person, but that's another player. Has there ever been anybody who's, like, said bad words to you? Yes. Do you think it was other kids? Yeah, I think it was. It might have. Yeah. Let me ask you, does any of your friends have Facebook accounts yet? I think so. Yeah. Do you think you're too young for Facebook still? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, why do you think you're too young? Because you, you read great, you write, you're, you're reading at a much higher level than your class. But you can't just nod, you got to say, because they yeah. can't see you. Um, so it's not reading, but w- when you think of Facebook, what do you think that is? Well... Some people could say mean things to you. Yeah? Well, how would you feel if someone was saying something mean to you on the computer? I wouldn't feel good. No? What would you do? I would probably tell a grown-up. Probably? No, I would. You would tell? <laughs> yeah. You, you're very good at coming and telling me and Mom when something like that happens, huh? Yeah. Why? Because I don't like it at all, and I want it to be stopped. Yeah. So, let's get back to the things that you like. When you think about... Um, well, I'm going to pull out the iPad here. Uh, do you like the iPad? Yeah. What do you like about it? Well, it's got a whole bunch of um, games on it that I can choose to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go through them. And you swipe through the iPad and tell me the games that you like on here. So, we're on the first page, and I don't see that you're kind of... well. The, what, explain what this is here that you're looking at. It's a bedtime thing, and it's bedtime stories that I really like. That's a, a bedtime story that I read you guys, or sometimes they read themselves to you guys. And when I say you guys, I mean you and your younger brother, Cole, who's five. And Do you like books on the iPad? Yeah. Do you think the kid books are cool on the iPad? Mm-hmm. Do any of your friends talk about reading books and stuff like that on iPads and stuff? Uh, No. I don't know why, though. No? Maybe they don't have iPads. <laughs> so which games do you like on here? Is there um, any games on here that you dig? Little Acorns. Little Acorns. Any others? The Land of Me. The Land of what? Me. Me? Mm-hmm. Where's that one at? The Land of Me. Okay. That looks interesting. Uh, and, like a Toy Story game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of games on here. Mm-hmm. Now, would you like the iPad if it was smaller, or do you like that it's big? I like that it's big. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, you have a lot of iPhones and stuff in here. Yeah. Where do those come from? Do you know? No. They, they're my old phones. When I upgrade my iPhone, my older iPhones, as they get older, we stop using them as phones, and we basically let you and your brother play with them. Um, what do you do on the iPhone? When you play with them. It's basically just a smaller um, iPad. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You just play games on them? Yep. Sometimes I type on them. Sometimes you type on them. How about, like, sometimes I'll plug one of those old iPhones in and it syncs and it puts audio on my computer. Audio is like you talking. Do you do that? Mm, I think so. You think so? You tell little stories in voice memos? yeah, I do. Yeah. You like that? Mm-hmm. Is that fun? Do you yeah. listen to them back? Yeah. Now, you know when I sync it to my computer, I, I keep those audio files, right? Yeah. You know I'm going to embarrass you one day with them when you're much older and you have kids of your own and I'm going to play those, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should have saw her face. <laughs> so, this is a podcast. Do you understand what a podcast is? No, not really. Not really? 
you know what a radio station is. Yeah. Well, a podcast is kind of like a radio station, except people listen to it over the internet. They can either listen to it online, or they can download it onto something like an iPod or an iPhone, and they can listen to it that way. And if they plug in their phone into their car, they can drive and listen to this. That's how a lot of people listen to this show. You can't just not do that. (laughs) So... Do you, does anybody in your school ever talk about podcasts, or is it still something that's kind of a grown-up thing, or um, something kids don't like? Uh, nobody actually really talks about it. No? Mm-mm. Do you think they would someday? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to do a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. If you had your own show, stop doing that with your foot. <laughs> if you had your own show, every week you got to sit down and record something for an hour. What do you think you would do a show about? Um, technology. Are you just saying that because that's my show? <laughs> you you would do a show on technology. Okay. So what would you talk about? Um, I don't know. Would you do like game reviews? Do you know what a review is? Yeah. Okay. Would you do game reviews? Yeah. Talk about games and stuff. What else? I would talk about like how to. Um, I would talk about, like, how to do stuff on, like, your iPad or iPhone or computer. Yeah? hmm You think you're pretty good at those things? Yeah. Why? Well, I know a lot about them. Well, how, how do you know a lot about these things? Because you taught us it. Well, I didn't teach you everything. Well, I just, just discovered it. You discovered it and figured it out? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what is cool about technology now that it's a lot easier to use? Yeah. You ever see old movies where they show computers and they don't look anything like the computers that we have here? Yeah. Yeah, do they look hard? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what do you think about computers now and iPads? Are they easy? Mm, yeah, sort of. Yeah? Do you think everything will be like touch screens one day? Yeah, maybe. Yeah? Would you want everything to be a touch screen? Do you think it would be easier to use a TV if you can just go up there and touch the TV and stuff? No, it wouldn't be easier. No? You like the remote control? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if the TV is way up on the air or something. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about this stuff over here? What is all this back here that I'm pointing at? And talk this way. Game consoles. Yeah. Got a lot of them over there, don't we? Mm-hmm. Do you play them, those games? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about all those video games? They're really cool. Yeah. Do a lot of boys and girls at your school play video games? Yeah, a lot. Who do you think plays more, boys or girls? Boys. Why? Well... Sometimes boys are just more into video games than girls. But why? Why do you think they're more into video games? Do you think it's because more games are kind of violent and fighting and stuff? Yeah. And Do you think they make enough games for girls? No, I don't no? think so. Well, like you have a DS, and actually we've got two of them. How did, how did we get the second DS? Well, I won it. Won it? Where did you win it? At a daddy-daughter dance. So we were at a daddy-daughter dance, and I bought some raffle tickets. And? We waited for a while, and then they called my name. No, my number. And you won a DS. A DSi, actually. Yeah. A better one. That's pretty cool. And I was, like, only the only, like almost the only one, because I heard that there was a girl there, and she played it that played her DSi that she had won there, and then it broke. Really? Yeah. Well, you play yours quite a bit. Has it broke? What's, what do you like about the DS? Well, you can put different games in it, and um, you can draw on it and stuff. What games do you like on your DS? Uh, Nintendogs. Yeah. Do you think that's a boy or a girl game? Um, kind of for both. Yeah? I see what, a lot of boys and girls there. So what do you? What makes Nintendogs cool to you? What When you see that game, why do you want to get it? Because it has dogs. It's just all about dogs, and I really like dogs. But we have two dogs. So why do you need a video game dog? Because you can have up to eight dogs. Yeah, we don't have up to eight dogs here. (laughs) (laughs) Not unless you're going to go clean the poo. (laughs) You want to do that? No. No. Um, Wow, did you hear that? Yeah. Somebody next door is shutting something really hard. Kind of shook our whole house, didn't it? Yeah. So... Nintendogs is one of the games you play. What's another one? Um. Can't think of any? 
No, I know the name of it, but I forgot the name of it. You know the name, but you forgot okay. the name. Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama. What is Cooking Mama? It's a game that I can, um, like, you can cook stuff on it. You don't really like this game? You don't have to whisper. It That's kind of what a review is. What is this game? It's my word. I don't really understand. My word coach. Yeah. You don't like it? No, I do sort of just a little bit, though. Would you... So let, let's say you somebody came to you and said, I want to get a game for my DS. What should I get? I would say Nintendogs. Okay. What other games do you like other than that? Anything on the PS3? The one in the living room. Oh, the Lego games. You like the Lego games? You and your brother like to play those Lego games, don't you? Yeah. What do you do in the Lego games? Well, I mean... We're really supposed to be doing the levels to get the game finished, mm-hmm. but me and Cole just usually um, mess around and make our guys talk. Oh, so you kind of play house with it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think video games are going to be like when you're my age? Um, Any ideas? Lots of touch screens and stuff. Well, we got that now. Yeah, but like a lot more. Have you ever heard of a holodeck? No. A holodeck was this, it's not a real thing, was this thing on Star Trek where they would go in it and it was kind of like video games for them, but the whole room would change itself and it was just lights Um, and it used force fields and stuff. So when you touch something, it felt real, but it could could create like a whole world in this room. So you can go in and pretend that you're Batman and that you'd really be Batman. Cool. You think something like that would be? Neat, or do you think people would kind of do that and not do other things that they're supposed to do? Like, if you can go into that's called a virtual world where it seems real, it smells real, it tastes real, you can touch things, but it's not real, you know, it's not real, but all your senses are telling you this is real. Do you think that would be good for people to have games that would do stuff like that? No, not really. Why not? Well, it could, like, you know, um. Like, get them not used to their home if they just moved. Mm-hmm. And they could, like, accidentally, like, get too involved in it. And if they, somebody was there at their house um, trying to knock on the door, they might not hear it. Yeah, that's the that's the fear that these games could get so... It's called immersive, that you get so into it. <coughs> Excuse me, that <clears throat> you tend to forget what the real world is like. That living in these virtual worlds is much more interesting, much more fun than living in the real world. Because let's be honest, if you're somebody and you don't have much money and you're poor and you live by yourself and you don't have very many friends, well, you can go into this virtual world and you're a king. You know what I mean? And that's the fear that people would get lost in these virtual worlds. Let's take a quick break here as I'm getting a phone call and we'll be right back. Lisa Pisali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. And we're back from the break. Of course, my phone was ringing, and I had to answer it. And uh, I was supposed to get a FedEx delivery today, and it ended up going to Tennessee. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, it's it's money. <laughs> so I'd like to find out when it's going to get here. And, uh, yeah. So, anyways. So we were talking about video games and stuff like that. What else? What other kind of technologies do you like when you think of technology? Oh, excuse me. What do they use in schools nowadays? Because, see, we had computers when I was younger, but it was nothing like you have today. We had Apple IIs and DOS and stuff that you don't even know what they are, that if I turned one on in front of you and said, all right, do something, well, it 
they don't even have a mice. You have to type everything. You have to type in commands and stuff. Oh my you would, gosh! You would sit Ooh. there and and not know what to do with anything. I kind of have something like that in uh, in my school. Yeah. Uh huh. It's called Lego Le- Logo Paths, and we're done with it this year. But when you go to the technology room every week, um, the teacher named Sistover, she let us log on, and you have to type commands. You couldn't use the mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, RT would be right, and but you couldn't just t- type RT. You, if you wanted to go 90 degrees R- R- right, um, and then you'd have to type in RT space 90, ni- and uh-huh. then you'd have to click enter. So it so it was a, a command game, game huh? Mm-hmm. Command line base. Yeah. But did you like it though? Yeah. Yeah. But we did it for math, so. So it was math questions that it was asking you. Yeah, we had to find the perimeter and stuff. Now you also like taking things apart. Yeah. You took apart one of my old G5 Macintoshes. Yep. That's a huge computer. It weighs more than you do almost. What do you think that was like? Well, it was fun. Was it kind of confusing, or did you kind of figure out what things are, or? Well, at the end, I had a whole bunch of, I had some screws and a cup, mm-hmm. and it was, um, I forgot where they went, so yeah. I kept on trying to, to find out where they went. And you took almost everything out of that machine, the fans and the hard drives and the RAM and all kinds of stuff. Yep. Do you like doing stuff like that? Yeah. Do you think a lot of kids your age like to take stuff apart and put them back together? Well, I think they would, but they never talk about it. No? Do you ever talk about it? Well, I used to talk about it. It's been a while since you've done it. Would you like to do that again sometime? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think about um, every now and then coming on the podcast where you sit down with me and you do a review of a game? I think I would like that. You like that? What about doing reviews of other things like headphones and stuff? Maybe. I would like that, too. Yeah. Did you Maybe. see these new headphones I got for review? Cool. They're the I Love, uh, let me see, the I Love REF Fashionology. Is that a weird name? Yeah. And it's compatible with most smartphones. Now, let me pull these out. Let me tell you to put them on your head and tell me what you how they feel. Huh? Go ahead and put them on your head. Now I can talk to her because she can't hear me very good. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. All right, take them off. Now, were they comfortable on your head? Or are they tight? They were comfortable, but they were a little loose. They're a little loose? Well, let's see. Let's uh, adjust this and adjust that. See how I'm adjusting them? Mm-hmm. I push it up so it's a little tighter. Do you want to hear some music in them? Sure. All right, you hold these. Let me grab um, an iPod would probably be good, huh? Boy, what do I got sitting here? What am I going through? Explain to the people listening what all this is. Well, it's a little container thing. Like a little shelf? Yeah, and it has iPads and um, DSs and iPhones on it. And that, don't forget that. And the... And that. What's that called? This? This? This is the PS Vita. The PS Vita and the Kindle Fire. All right, this is an iPod. Have you ever used one of these iPods? No. You've never used one of these? This is a classic iPod. And it's uh, a little bit different than the iPhones you're used to because you don't touch the glass, see? Don't do anything. But you can spin your hand over this. Cool. So you go to music. What's your favorite artist? What's an artist? Um, group or singer. You too. You too. So we go to artist. And we go, gotta go, oh, you said you too. That means I gotta go all the way down <laughs> to the bottom of the screen. Uh, I can hear some kind of a four-wheel drive vehicle out there driving around. Now, what's your favorite U2 song? Vertigo. Vertigo? Uh, let's see. Another one. we got to go all the way to the <laughs> bottom. Oh, they're not in order. That's weird. Hmm. Do you know what album Vertigo is on? How to something... How to dismantle an atomic bomb? Yes. Okay, there it is. There's Vertigo. Okay, put the headphones on. And you tell me what they sound like. And I just hit play. I think she thinks it's too loud. Okay, she's kind of rocking out to her song. Okay, how'd it sound? 
It was kind of loud at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep listening until it starts singing. And tell me what you think. And she's got the headphones on. You can let go of them. Mm-hmm. Let go of the headphones so they're on. So, from my perspective, I can't actually hear the music hardly at all. I got a really kind of strain to hear it. And she's sitting here bobbing her head up and down watching me. Um, and I think she's starting to like it. So I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit on her. There. It's about uh, less than three quarters of the way up. So it's it's more than loud enough for uh, a nine-year-old. So I'm going to hit pause. Okay, take them out. Okay, what do you think of these headphones? Well, they kind of just sounded the same. They sound the same as the earbuds that you use? Yeah. Doesn't sound any different? Well, sort of different. How different? Well, the little earphones, they don't cover all the part of your ears. Mm-hmm. And those earphones do. Okay, these are over-the-ear headphones. The other ones are earphones that go inside your ear. These are headphones that go over your ear. These should also block out all the other sounds, so all you really hear is the music. Did it do that for you? Yeah, I couldn't even hear you. You couldn't even hear me talking right next to you? No. Did you like them? Yeah. What did you like about them? Um, how, like, you could only hear the music. So, mm-hmm. like, if somebody was talking about some other random conversation, not even to you... You wouldn't even even be able to hear them. Yeah. Well, do you think that's a good thing? Well, yeah, sort of. But if somebody was talking to you, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> but they'd probably see these big headphones on and realize that you can't hear them. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wrap up our segment here, Brooke. Um, which means, wrapping up means we're going to stop. Uh, our segment, because we're not the only thing people are going to hear on this show. They're also going to hear David... Um, you remember David Cohen, the guy I do the show with? Remember he has the son that you did the video for, saying oh, hi yeah. to him in the in the in England? Mm-hmm. Um It's been a while since you did that too, isn't it? Yeah, we I should, was like five. Yeah, boy, that's been a long time. <laughs> we should do that again sometime. Yeah. That was kinda neat that we used the iPhone and sent it to him. Yeah. I don't even know if we used the iPhone, we might have used that other little tiny video camera. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, because the iPhone didn't have a video camera back then. What do you think about video cameras on phones? Well, it's pretty cool. Uh, I remember you going up to your bedroom with the iPhone and making little videos. Do you remember those? No. You don't? Where you'd hold it in front of your face and talk to the phone? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I I have all those still. (laughs) Do you want to see one? Hmm? Do you want to see them? Sure. Okay. So with that, we're going to wrap up this segment of Tech Fan. David Cohen's up next. Uh, remember, if you guys want to send us feedback, it's techfanpodcast.com. Click on the Contact Us button, fill out the form, hit Send, and we will read your comments right here on the show. Of course, I'm not going to do that today uh, because I'm not really equipped to do it. Uh, we're recording it a little bit on the sly here uh, as mom and brother and your other sister is out shopping right now. Yep. So they gave us some time to, to do the show. Did you like it? Yeah. Are you looking forward to listening to it back? Yeah. Do you think you sound like you? No, I don't think I would sound like that. Do you think you'd sound different? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's find out. Uh, thanks for indulging me, guys. Talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohen from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts who might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com. And while you're at it, check out our show, The Tech Fan Podcast, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. Hello, tech fan listeners. This is David Cohen, one of your tech fan hosts. Um, As you can probably tell, I'm on my own. Um, I'm hoping that as part of this podcast, uh, Tim will be able to do a separate solo segment so you can hear from both of us. And I say that probably because, uh, you know, I I recognize I I don't know what Tim's situation is, but certainly for me, I won't be available next week. Uh, I'm going to be on vacation. My family are taking a uh, vacation to Paris for a few days. And and that was where I'll be on uh, on our normal recording time. Um. And unfortunately, Tim and I were not able to get together this week either. Um, we, we, we've been a little bit frustrated, to be honest. Um, it's almost like uh, the fates have been conspiring against us. We were all set to record on Friday, but um, where Tim lives in, as, you, as 
anyone who listens to the show regularly will know Tim lives in, in Battle Creek, Michigan, um, was subject to a snowstorm, which was not ordinarily would have been a problem in, in that he would have been able to still record because that snowstorm is outside his house, not inside his house. But unfortunately, that means his family couldn't vacate the house to uh, give him some quiet space to record. Um, and so we weren't able to record on that basis. Um, we kind of texted back to, and uh, forth to each other on that, and I said, no problem, I'll do a segment with my son, um, who's been, he's, uh, Alexander is 10, and he's a very big tech fan, as you might imagine, being, being my boy. Um, he's a big fan of his iPad and the video games, and we were going to talk about that, but unfortunately he's sick. He's, uh, he's got a really bad chest, got a really horrible cough, uh, and unfortunately he's been confined to his bed for the last couple of days, so that meant I'm not been able to record that with him either. But uh, as I said, as I'm not going to be around next week, I did want to record something um, to uh, talk to you about, just kind of some thoughts for the season. Uh, it's tr- traditional this time of year in um, in the broadcasting world to kind of look back over the year um, as we go into New Year and kind of summarise the year before we move forward to 2013. So I thought I would do that and just share a few thoughts about things I liked, things I didn't, uh, and a few resolutions for next year. So I, I think um, probably my um, biggest technology win of the year, I would say, is well, there's a couple of things. Um, for me personally, is the iPad Mini. Um, it's absolutely an incredible device and before I bought it I, I I didn't really expect how much of a change it would make in my use of the iPad you know I've had an, I had an iPad uh, the original iPad and then I had the uh, third gen iPad before I uh, I bought this mini um, and you know I use them a lot carried carried it pretty much everywhere I went with me uh, used it for uh, particularly in work. Um, used it for a lot for notes and that sort of thing. I don't often surround of an evening using it. But the thing is, is plenty of times I wouldn't use my iPad. I'd be sat uh, kind of around the house and I would be using my um, iPod Touch or, or my iPhone for doing kind of general web stuff and email and and that sort of thing, playing the odd game. Um, and that was due to the size of the iPad. Even though uh, the third gen has this fabulous retina display, you know, it was kind of a little bit big and bulky. And that's a ridiculous thing to say, bearing in mind that, um, bearing in mind that you know, uh, laptops of yesteryear, we would often sit with laptops on the lap, were much, much bigger. In fact, until the MacBook Air came along, they were all pretty much bigger than an iPad. But nevertheless, you know... Usability is king, and uh, great as the iPad is, it's a little bit heavy um, for kind of holding in one hand. iPad Mini solves that, um, and and I think the reason it it really is the big tech fan win for me for this year is that um, it solves it in a way that does not compromise the iPad experience, and I think that's where it really differs from its competitors. You know, uh, it was famously said by uh, by Steve Jobs that they'd looked at seven-inch tablets and didn't feel that that was a form factor that really worked. Um, and uh, you know, you could say, "Oh, well, the iPad Mini is an about turn from that," but it isn't really because it's not a seven-inch tablet; it's a seven-point-nine-inch tablet, and that extra point nine of an inch is, I think. Uh, together with the fact that they kept the, uh, the the screen ratio the same as the bigger ones, really makes all the difference. You know, throw in with that the traditional Apple fit and finish, together with the user experience and the fact it runs all the same applications that uh, the bigger iPads do, and, uh, you know, it's an absolute win. I use mine so much more than I use my other iPad, um, which has now been moved on to my wife. Um, I absolutely adore it, and... I've really been very pleasantly surprised about how usable it is for, you know, that work element that I use mine for. This week I was sat in meetings, I was taking notes with it, I was typing on it uh, in landscape mode, and um, it I, was just as usable to me as the uh, as the iPad 3 was. Yet it doesn't have the retina display, and you can tell the difference, I mean... You know, there's no getting away from it. You look at the iPad mini screen and you can see there's that slight hint of fuzziness. But it's no worse than the uh, iPad 2 is. Uh, in fact, it's a tiny little bit better. Um, 
And yeah, when you go to a, a Retina Display iPad or, a, or an iPhone 5 or something like that, yes, you can definitely tell the difference. Let's not pretend you can't. But the thing is, is it's not so bad that you can't use it. Um, I do pretty much everything with my Mini I did on my other one, including quite a lot of reading uh, and quite a lot of reading magazines. And I have some magazines that um, are from British publishers, and their uh, magazine apps are effectively... Uh, PDF renderers. They give you a PDF version of the page which you can zoom in and out on uh, and you can hit the button and just get the text version in kind of like an Instapaper mode. Um, and on the iPad Mini I can do that or in fact you can just pinch and zoom to, to read the page and I still do that. Yeah, on the uh, iPad 3 I could not have to pinch as much or maybe not have to pinch at all to read a uh, portrait page from from those uh, PDF magazines. Um, and on the iPad Mini, you can't do that. The resolution is not good enough. But you know what? You don't have to pinch that far to be able to read it clearly. And um, it's good enough. Will I be excited when um, you can get an iPad Mini with a Retina display? Yes, absolutely. Provided that it maintains the, the weight, size... Uh, and battery life advantages that the current iPad mini does. If it compromises on those in any any way, then I might stick with the one I have now. Um, I really do think that in terms of what the mini does for me, the usability of that size and weight actually is is the key thing for it, and uh, I can live without the retina display. So um, that's kind of what it is. One other very nice thing I find with the, with the mini is that um, because it charges off a conventional iPhone charger... Um, it charges a lot quicker than the uh, than the other iPads do, and um, I appreciate that too. Actually, charging it is much less of a of a planned experience than it is with the iPad three, which was always something I needed to make sure I had a, a really good few hours to run at it. So uh, yeah, the iPad Mini is my uh, my tech piece of the year um, personally. But I said there was one other as well, and that's my Samsung TV, um, and this is something that the whole family enjoys. Uh, and that's really why it's my other uh, kind of win of the year. Um, it's a kind of a mid-range Samsung 32-inch um, high-def 1080p TV. And it has all the bells and whistles on it. So it has the LED backlight and the internet access and uh, USB ports so you can record to hard drives and that sort of thing with it. And it's really great. The whole family has uh, really come to appreciate it, much more than our, our older conventional LCD um, TV. Um, and it's really those extra features that have made the difference for us. We have a DVR, but we appreciate the fact that we can simply plug a hard drive. I have a 300, meg hard, uh, 300 gig hard drive plugged onto the TV. So you can plug that hard drive in and you can record the um, HD programs that I get through the, my... Uh, through my uh, over-the-air tuner here in the UK um, to the hard drive, so we can actually DVR HD programs. Um, and, uh, you know, the BBC HD service is pretty good. Um, a lot of the programs they show really look good in HD, and um, the other channels as well also do over-the-air HD too, so uh, there's at least three or four over-the-air HD channels, and we record a lot of stuff through that, and it's nice that we were able to do that without having to upgrade our DVR. And the internet functions as well. The ability particularly to re, uh, see the BBC iPlayer, which is the uh, catch-up service the BBC does over the internet. Um, and that's built to the TV, so we can just access that anytime. That has been a real godsend for us. Um, we've got small children, and so the ability to put any program that is demanded by a child at any time, any of their favourites, just by going to the iPlayer and picking it up from the uh, children's CBeebies channel, um, is, is a real stress relief for us. And the fact that anything we miss, we can normally uh, catch up on straight away um, without having to worry about going and, and finding it through the DVR or perhaps it's not been recorded through the DVR um, has been really quite transformative for us. And, and I would highly recommend uh, anybody who's looking at buying a new TV to take a long, hard look at those sort of features. Because, um, you know, if you pay the premium to get a, a TV with those features on, You'll get a TV which is, uh, you know, it's not bargain basement prices. You'll pay a, a few hundred pounds more maybe. Um, but you'll, you'll, you will get a better screen for that as well. So all in all, you'll get a better performing TV with some real, um, you know, time-saving features on. Of course, this isn't Apple. And so, um, you know, those features do come wrapped up in, 
your typical consumer electronics uh, user interface um, bad experience pretty much you know it's, it's a pretty ropey experience in some areas uh, performance sometimes can be a little bit of a problem too um, and certainly the way you interact with these devices is not an Apple way at all but you kind of live with those foibles um, as we always have done in order to to appreciate the features that you get and um, it's not so bad that even the non the the less technical people members of the household can use them um, so I guess that's the key thing really um, would be nice if uh, companies like Samsung copied Apple a little bit more in the areas of user interface design I guess but um, you can't have everything so those have been my uh, my tech hits of the year um, in terms of my kind of I think I think probably the story or the um, the biggest tech news of the year, the thing that's kind of made the biggest impression on me, uh, I think would have to be uh, Microsoft's work with Windows 8 and Windows RT. Not because I particularly think Windows 8 is a is a hit out of the park, because I don't. I think it has some real problems. We've sat down at, at my, in my office and started looking at uh, our next laptop upgrade program and whether we should go with Windows 8 and Windows 7 and the consensus view from everybody who actually has to use our laptops is uh, please don't go Windows 8 because it's going to be so hard for us to get work done. Um, so so certainly I don't think Windows 8 is necessarily a huge success. But what I do admire is that Microsoft has actually you know, really taken a very, very different approach to Windows uh, and, and has reflected what's happening elsewhere in the tech industry with the iPad and with the tablet space. I mean, let's be honest, um, you know, whatever you want to say about Google Android and its market share against the iPhone and the iOS devices, it's certainly true that in tablets, they're nowhere near up with um, with the market share that the iPad has. Not that market share itself is particularly a uh, uh, the most important metric, but it, it is one. Uh, and certainly um, Apple pretty much has the iPad um, as the as the only tablet really of note in the market at the moment and so it's a gutsy move of Microsoft to actually try and take that on and to do it in a way that doesn't just ape iPad and the iOS but actually does something very different and I admire them for that and I think um, I wish that more companies would do that uh, frankly not everyone's going to win my personal feeling with Windows 8 is that it will go the same way that all Microsoft deployments go which is they'll take them two or three tries before they get it right and it really uh, becomes a mass market and it really becomes a mass market appeal so um, it wouldn't surprise me if either service packs or developments of Windows 8 or the next version of Windows are the one that really causes them to dominate and perhaps cause a particular headache for uh, Apple in the tablet space Um, but you know competition is good and uh, as I say for me the biggest tech news story of the year was the fact that Microsoft actually, you know, kind of stuck to it guns, didn't water it down and really went for it in that area so, uh, good on them let's see how it goes this next year so uh, I also mentioned, as well as uh, talking about some of the things I've enjoyed this year, I will talk about resolutions for next year Um, it's a bit early for that, it's just before Christmas as I record this, but uh, you know, once we've got the turkey and the stuffing, the presents out of the day, then uh, thoughts will turn to the new year. Uh, and it's always good to have a few resolutions, and, and I've uh, I've certainly come up with a few. So my, my resolutions kind of have a, a bit of a theme to them, really. Uh, and the theme of that is decluttering my life. Um, clutter is something I contend with on a pretty much daily basis, looking around my... Uh, smallish office here and it is piled up to the rafters with stuff I mean literally there are piles in the middle of the floor it's not good and I have resolved um, to try and deal with it as soon as I can in the new year Um, and uh, I want to basically apply this to um, the rest of my life not just the office Um, and particularly how my life is affected by technology and gadgets and all that geeky stuff so um here goes. So, resolution number one, clean up the office, get rid of some of the stuff that's lying around here. Um, I'm a big eBay fan, and so uh, some of the stuff I've got in here will be going on eBay 
Um, certainly a lot of the boxes and kind of, uh, you know, boxes full of piles of, of gear will all get sorted out and uh, I'll figure out what I've got and I'll keep the stuff I want and label everything so I know where it is and uh, get rid of the stuff I don't want. Um, but uh, I was had an I had an opportunity just a couple of days ago on a on a forum um, I was participating in where somebody asked me how many Apple devices I had, and um, actually putting them down in a list kind of uh, well it shocked me to be honest I didn't realise there were quite as many as there are and um, one of my resolutions for the new year is to basically. Um, well, I, th- I think the I'll, I'll read this list out to you, but I, I, I think you'll agree that um, a self-intervention is probably in order to try and um, slim this down a bit. So uh, here's the list anyway. I have uh, two um, mid-2011 Mac Minis, one here at home that I'm recording on now, and um, that's my main main computer now, and then one in the office. That's my computer in the office. I've got a 21.5-inch iMac which was until a few a uh, couple of weeks ago here in the office and now it's uh, my wife's computer because her old iMac died got my MacBook Air 11 inch MacBook Air Power Mac G5 which is my son's that's upstairs in his bedroom we've got one iPad mini which I've already talked about one iPad 3 which is uh, the one that my wife now uses and my old one uh, two iPad 2s, one that my son uses and one that my uh, my uh, three-year-old daughter occasionally uses. Um, let's see. Then I have a pile of older Macs. I One iBook G3, the clamshell one. Um, two PowerBook G3 Wall Streets. Um, two titanium PowerBook G4s. Three aluminium PowerBooks. A 12-inch, a 15-inch and a 17-inch. Uh, one PowerBook 1400C, um, a whole pile of other PowerBooks that kind of are in a differing state of repair, um, a couple of iBooks in there as well. Um, iPhones then, got two iPhone 3GSs, one my wife uses and one that I use an iPod Touch. Got an iPhone 4, which until last week was my, my regular phone, and an iPhone 5, which I was just being in my Obama office. So that's quite a long list, and uh, as I say, there are a few other bits and pieces that aren't working or in different states of repair at the moment, but that man's a lot of stuff. And uh, too many computers for one man to use. Uh, Too many computers really for a whole family to use, to be honest. So resolution is, um, any Apple stuff I acquire must be reflected by the elimination of something else, and Preferably the uh, sale of perhaps two devices for every one that I buy. Just to try and slim things down a bit and get them a bit more uh, under control. So that's resolution number one. Uh, Next resolution. What is the next resolution? Yeah, next resolution is um, buy less stuff on eBay. I kind of have this habit when I'm on eBay of selling something. And then when I have the money in my PayPal account, rather than transfer that out to my bank account is spend it on something else um, and that's how I've ended up in this large number of Apple device situation uh, and you know I've got a few other bits and pieces lying around as well and actually I was tidying up around my desk in the office before uh, I finished for Christmas and there's quite a lot of stuff piled around underneath my desk there as well um, that's where I tend to receive my eBay parcels. So second resolution, again, a declutter is to try and get rid of some of this stuff and uh, slim down and certainly not add to it by buying more off eBay. So um, eBay is going to be a sale-only zone for me for the next few months rather than a uh, purchase more. So um, this card work because I can't resist a bargain and I do love particularly vintage computers. You know, I love paying... 20 30 quid to get something that you know back when i first lost it after it 20 years ago or 15 years ago was thousands of pounds but um it's getting a bit out of control so i'm going to stop that so let's declutter myself out of ebay at the same time um third resolution and this is one that that i guess probably applies to to you guys more than it does to me um and that is a resolution to record more tech fans um of late, you know, one of the difficulties Tim and I have is that, you know, we both do tech fan 
in and around our working lives and our family lives. And, you know, you, you, that's important. It's important to take account of what else you've going on. You know, podcasting is a love of ours. It's something we enjoy doing, and we certainly enjoy talking to each other uh, on a regular basis to do the show. But it is important to prioritize and to make sure that, you know, particularly family um, always come first. And, uh, you know, that's an important lesson I learned a while back and, uh, you know, something that Tim's always got in the front of his mind as well. Um, And, you know, sometimes the pressures of family and the pressures of work can leave very little time to record a show. But resolution for me is that if we do miss a recording session is to make sure that we, uh, that certainly myself, get something down, recorded, um, to put a show out on a slightly more regular basis than than I've done of late. You know, I've had a quite a few situations in the last few months. Whereas if I where I if I've not been able to record with Tim, then I've not been able to do anything myself to actually get a show together. And um, I'd like to make sure that you know we try and stick as much as possible to the weekly schedule. So uh, resolution for for this next coming year is that. If Tim and I can't record together, um, and there's an opportunity for me to do that, then I will take that opportunity to actually deliver something to you. Um, you know, not because uh, I I think that you're hanging on our every word. Uh, I'm sure you you've got plenty of other things to listen to, and uh, you know, plenty of other things to do in your lives. But um, you know, we we try and do a weekly show, and um, I'd like to make it a little bit more weekly than it has been of late. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. Um, I'm going to head off now and start getting ready for Christmas uh, and the new year. And obviously got a vacation to pack for. And um, the only other thing I think to, remains to be said is I hope all of you have a uh, healthy and happy holiday season. Um, spend time with your family if that's what you want to do. Most people do this time of year. Uh, and even if you don't, I hope that you, uh, you enjoy the, uh, the time anyway. Uh, I hope um, it's been a good 2012 for you, and I hope 2013 brings more tech uh, and more fun and more um, you know gadgets into our lives. That's what we all like doing. And, um, you know, it's a very fast-moving industry. Uh, I'm sure there'll be big developments and uh, big changes in the coming year. We seem to be in a transitional period at the moment. And uh, so I'm sure there'll be plenty going on. And uh, I look forward to seeing it and uh, discussing it with Tim and sharing those discussions with you. So have a good holiday and uh, I'll speak to you in 2013.